What's up, guys? Welcome back to the NLT Talks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and today I have a great guest. If you're interested in XR, immersive technology, this is your guy. You need to watch this episode. His name is Don Allen Stevens III, and he's going to talk about everything to do with NFTs, his intro into the NFT space, to what he's doing now. He's been rubbing shoulders with Facebook, Snapchat, all these big brands, and he's going to tell us the ins and outs of what to expect in the future with XR and NFTs. So guys, make sure you stay tuned and let's help build this community. Welcome to NFT Talks. I'm back with another amazing episode with another amazing guest. Um, I'm excited about this one um, because we're going to come at NFTs from a, another angle that we I haven't really touched on uh, so far. I've got Don Allen the uh, third. His background is uh, very techy. I would I would say uh, within XR, AR, 3D, any anything to do with that, which we're going to go into. This guy has got it covered. Um, so I'm really excited to hear about what he's doing. And obviously, I know you're an NFT creator also. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this anyway. So welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, having me on here, Sean. I appreciate it. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, before we get into it, uh, Don Allen, uh, tell the audience a bit about yourself, um, your, your background, and, uh, so we can understand. Yeah, um, I guess for the last three years, I've been a specialist trainer at DreamWorks. So I've been teaching a lot of our creative software um, for you know making movies and TV shows, whether you're an you know, animator or a surfacer or a visual designer, a modeler, all those different types of art departments. Uh, I've been training those uh, artists at, at uh, DreamWorks. And then um, you know, on the free time and evenings, I've been doing a lot of freelance work, um, crypto artwork as well, and uh, doing a lot of live streaming and educational content. Uh, but now I'm a, I've resigned DreamWorks. I'm a full-time XR creator and a full-time XR consultant. Okay. All right. And so tell me, you, that, that's your background in regards to what you do, but tell me your, your introduction to NFTs now. So um, how long have you been in the NFT space? Yeah. So um, I guess I've been doing NFTs since uh, this uh, November of 2020. So that makes me an ancient person in the <laughs> in, a, yeah, in the space. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so since November, so that's like six, seven months ago, I think I can't do my math all that great here. But uh, um, yeah, my introduction to it was when um, my friend, uh, my friend reached out to me. And she was like, trying to say like, you need to, she's like, you should look into this NFT thing. Yeah. I think like you're always doing, do, you know, artwork and design, you're putting it up on Instagram. I think people might want to collect it. And I'm like, but I didn't understand what she was talking about for the, for the minute. Mm. And then it, it started, I started to wrap my head around it. And when someone compared it to Pokemon cards and she was like, did you ever collect Pokemon cards mm -hmm. when you were younger? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, why did you do that? I'm like, well, like they had value. I thought I could trade them with other people. I, you know, I, I like to collect, you know, certain types of characters. And she said, that's what's happening right now, but with digital artwork. And mm -hmm. so you make digital artwork. She's like, you need, to, you need to be a player in this space. And I was like, whoa. So I looked into it and I was, you know, immediately hooked and um, absolutely loved the, the culture and the vibe. But that was like my introduction. Uh, her name was Lady Phoenix. Okay. Um, 
the one that introduced me to uh, crypto art. So that's how, how, how long would you say? Um, that's always an interesting question. How long did it take you to actually get your head around it? Because it, it took me a while also, like, and I think it's a case for a lot of people entering the space to actually mm -hmm. just to um, hear and, and understand it. I mean, how long did it take you? It took me too long. I think you <laughs> let me know way before six months ago and it just didn't the, the, the puzzle piece didn't click for me like i didn't understand what this was yes. so you know I, I yeah so i would say it took me i think she probably let me know almost a year ago about this and i really wow. didn't understand it so it was only until only until i realized <clears throat> that like it had to do with digital artwork that made yeah. like a lot more sense to me all of a sudden i'm like oh oh okay it's like okay. you want to collect art got it i don't know why that was like the last piece that made it you know cohesive in my mind i think i think what made it click for me uh is um well i would say that things that made it stand out for me more so that i think it's gonna be a thing is when big players start entering the gate in entering the space like nba top shots and whatnot i thought okay the nba is entering this massive market it makes mm -hmm. sense people collecting and I mean, I, I grew up uh, collecting sticker books and, and collecting packs. I understand the whole thing about opening packs and thinking, oh yes, I've got this one, I've got that one. Yeah. So if, if you grew up in that that era, you definitely can connect to this. And there's going to be a lot of people that are not in the space yet that are yeah. collecting. Like people collect in the days, don't they? People collect things like stamps, um, lots of different things. So it's it's out there. So it's just for people to understand what it exactly is, and then obviously applying themselves to to get involved because there's a I think there's a lot of opportunity in this space oh tons I mean yeah I mean you know once something becomes digital it becomes very scalable you know yeah. so so now that collecting is now digital it, it's very scalable model so what, what was your first approach on okay then you've, you've got all this talent you, you you're a creator obviously clearly you're created by heart what's your first steps of entering and thinking okay I want to create an nft because there's a lot of people are going to be in, are going to be in that position now that was in that position all this all this skill how do i apply what do i do where do i look what was your first steps wow thanks um yeah i guess for me the first steps was uh i wanted to find out like with a little test um you know could i sell a piece of digital artwork and you know would somebody want it yes. so uh, i I started attending every Twitter conversation that pertained to crypto art. I started jumping into Clubhouse and listening in on every talk and then started to connect with and follow and, and have conversations with the people that were in the space because I, I didn't understand it enough yet. So I wanted to get a good feel. And whenever I had a question, I would just send it on Twitter like publicly and then tag somebody that I saw mentioned about it in Clubhouse or I would tag you know, one of the art platforms and in, in November, they weren't over, they weren't overhauled yet. They weren't like bombarded. <laughs> so like John from Super Rare, he asked, he answered a lot of my questions and he, you know, let me be on the platform. And I was like, okay, sweet. And then, and then, you know, other folks from Known Origin brought me on. So I got to be an artist on there. I was like, okay, I guess I'm starting to get into this marketplaces. Um, and then my first approach was trying to do something that people hadn't really seen. And it was to, um, I still haven't, fully solved this, but I wanted to make it so that augmented reality was the NFT because I like digital artwork a lot and I love the idea of collecting the digital asset. But for the most part, what I was seeing in November were JPEGs and MP4s and GIF files 
that people were collecting as NFTs. And it made me think, well, why does it have to be a 2D image, you know, at the end of the day? Why we have, there's so many formats, USDZ, GLTF, OBJ, um, there's all these different 3D formats yeah. that are just as easy to collect. So um, I've started to want to, you know, make little AR experiences and tie those together with the purchase of the 2D artwork. Okay, is this something you've already implemented or something that you're looking to implement now? I've implemented a tiny bit right now, but I'm looking to put it into more effect more moving forward because there's a few pieces of tech that are missing okay. from that equation. Right. It's interesting you say that, uh, Don Adam, because because I've I've uh, come in contact with an artist that uh, does. I mean, I've got no background in art, so excuse me if I I word word things incorrectly. But uh, it's a very simple piece of art, just blocks of color, and you put your they've applied augmented reality to it. You put your phone over it, and then it shows the actual image there. Um, yeah. Is is that along the lines that you're doing, or is something more in depth? Um, when you say augmented reality, so so everyone can understand like what you mean, because augmented sure. reality, what I take it as, what I think of first of all is Pokemon Go, or mm -hmm. your you, the, the animals when you're on Snapchat, uh, them yeah. kind of things that we say. But I'm sure it's a lot more in, in depth than that. With it, obviously with your background, so could you explain to me what kind of things would you do? Uh, what what or what can you do? Uh, what in the future? Yeah, so I mean, AR, so it's such a broad term. So I like to kind of break it up into um, like two big categories. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, world facing AR, and that's when you place virtual objects or content out there on the world around you. So Pokemon Go is like an example of world facing AR. It's on the world, you can see Pokemon running around. Yeah. And there's also screen based AR which is like where they put augmentations onto your face. That's like the, the funny filters and masks that people can wear and like hair elements that yeah, yeah. You know, animate or the one that I have you know, rocking on the screen right now where there's like, you know, some particles that are <laughs> spectacles that are, you know. Um, so uh, my, my, my interest in the longer run is more on the world facing AR side. So yeah. place artwork, having virtual art galleries that people would attend a physical location and whether that location is their bedroom or it's at a certain monument in a physical park, uh, the future of this kind of space is um, is called it's geofencing. So that's when like I can go on a map and mark out like a, a radius, a diameter, and say yeah. this is where my art installation is. And then when your GPS detects that you're there, and you're using uh, uh, your phone to scan for a certain image, mm -hmm. then the augmented uh, world-facing augmented reality content would appear. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted more of moving forward, especially as we kind of transition out of the pandemic. Yeah, I've, I really, I've, see that excites me straight away. I Because I, I, these are things I start thinking about of how, what's going to happen with NFTs. In, and uh, the reason why I say NFTs, because I think NFTs are going to bring, push that technology forward. I feel that NFTs are pushing VR, AR, and they're gonna people are gonna start using them more for more things because of NFTs and like I said, imagine doing a pop up store in in the park yeah. uh, or in a private location. Um, you could literally set that to your fans only, and yeah. they, they, they everyone goes to the private location and it's just in the space and then everybody's walking around whether they're walking around with goggles on or they they walk around with their, their phones or the spectacles or whatnot. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's unlimited potential that you you can do, isn't it?
yeah, because I mean, at that point, you know, once, once it's like that, once once we have, once glasses are as common as our smartphones, like yeah. AR glasses, then, you know, then, then that really, that changes the whole world very quickly. Because then, you know, any, any location can be rewritten. Any part of reality can be rewritten to have a new purpose. You know, whether I want it to be a pop-up store, an art gallery, if I want it to be a game, if I want it to be a, you know, a community. Um, and, you know, you can even meet with virtual characters or real characters. Like, how fun would it be if an, if an NFT was an AI that you get to chat with? Wow. And then, uh, yeah, that, that'd be crazy. So, <laughs> so what, when, you, when you say that, how would that work? Would it be, would they have some sort of in some information or literally what, how would that work? What, what, when you say AI, would it be an avatar or what do you mean? When I say AR, sorry, what do you mean? AI, sorry, but if, when you say oh, AI, yeah. what, what, what would it be an avatar that you would actually meet up with and that holds information or what would it be? How, how could it work? Yeah, like the, the, I guess the friendliest example I can think of is when yeah. you play games and there's an NPC yes. that you interact with. Yeah, so let's yeah. say you've ever played Grand Theft Auto and there's just a side character walking down the street. If you went and chatted with them or in that game, you stole something from them. Um, that was like an experience that was, you know, that you could have with, uh, you know, with an AI, a very limited AI. So imagine like, imagine, you know, we have avatars that are, place around the world but you put a bigger ai brain behind it instead of just using the very limited ai in our games from like the you know early 2000s um there's an ai called gpt3 um definitely worth a read or a look into that thing is a very sophisticated chatbot so sophisticated that when you talk to it it's one of the it's one of the very few ai that has what appears to be like common sense when it talks um, it knows things, it remembers things, it can learn very quickly. Um, and so imagine like, you know, you're walking around and maybe someone has access to an avatar that is enhanced with a very sophisticated GPT brain. You're wearing your AR glasses, you walk up, you see the character, they interact with you, you talk with them, you get new insight about the world, and then you're off on your merry way. <laughs> <laughs> like a, I mean, I can imagine that you could. So let me uh, put a concept over to yourself. Let's say that if everybody had an AI, uh, some kind of avatar that they spoke to every day, um, would that AI character take on their personality potentially? So then, let's say you've been speaking to this character for the last ten years of your life, they're going to know a lot about yourself um, over conversation and whatnot. And if you're just, I mean, you could have conversation talking about technology, your ideas and whatnot, and they're going to be able to relay that. And you could sell that as an NFT when you pass away or towards the end. Of, you know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense? Would that, does that, would that, would that work? You think? Yeah, I do think it would work that way. It's kind of like, um, like, I think, I think I just saw Google, they're being very gentle with how they explain this, but yeah. I think Google's doing something where when you pass on, you can opt into this, but it can, you can basically, like all the data that Google has about you for the most part can be shared with somebody else when you pass. They have okay. some like, feature like that. So whether yeah. that's <laughs> access to your emails or, you know, photos archived. So imagine like, you know, if you had a, a long conversation every week with this AI and you're about to pass, but this AI knows a lot about you, if future, 
people wanted to know about you, they could chat with the AI that knows you best. You know? <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. It's almost like having a vault um, that keeps all your thoughts in there and and so on. And with all the talks of, um, and obviously you've seen it with the Acon, uh, the NFT DNA, uh, mm. it's, it's tapping into that kind of, per, like into that kind of field, isn't it? So I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if, in the next 10 years, that is the thing, or maybe five years away, technology is growing on <laughs> that fast. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple like companies right now that are doing stuff. So um, are you familiar with Unreal Engine? Yes, gaming? gaming, yeah. So they they just bought a company and then made it a new product within Unreal, um, and it's called MetaHuman. Oh yeah, I've been on to it. I was, I was, I was a part of the trial. Uh, I think they look ridiculously real, like actual humans. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine you made a meta human, I made a meta human. And then in, instead of just like, you know, fully rigged character for those that are listening, I don't know, it's like a fully rigged hyper-realistic character, but it works all in real time. Meaning, you know, in camera, in game, all those real like hair simulations and facial performances and body movement, all that is happening and being calculated at the same frame that you're watching it on. So it's not a leap. It's not too far of a technology leap to just put a chatbot behind it, like yeah. a sophisticated one, and have that you know drive narratives. So I mentioned GPT three before, but just to kind of bring it home again, uh, they trained it on a lot of data of papers that Einstein wrote, as yeah. well as any like white papers and articles, anything that he'd written, mm -hmm. and they asked GPT three to answer questions as if they were Einstein with that yeah. knowledge at tone, and people could like chat with Einstein, but it was like, you know, a text file. But just imagine how easy that is to take that same small AI model and pipe it through a MetaHumans character. Yeah. And then yeah. put that MetaHumans character in front of you with AR glasses and then tie it to a location. Like I'm, I like, my whole thing is studying the, the convergences of technologies is where you see the future. So when you converge AI, and AR and glasses and geo and GPS, you get that world that we're entering. Yeah. Um, all those things exist in a silo right now, but you know those are all gonna, they're definitely coming together. And then when they do, it's gonna create, like what you were saying, a whole lot of opportunity in the metaverse. You know, all the stories you can tell, all the experiences that can be had. And just to kind of relate it back to NFTs, you know, what is Einstein's avatar wearing? Yeah, <laughs> virtual clothing, like digital fashion, which is going to be, to my thing, is going to be the next big thing because as we get into this world with avatars, we, we, already, we already got avatars and with skins and gaming and whatnot. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited for all of those technologies. You know, the, the digital fashion is going to be pretty fun. I mean, it's already happening. So there's yeah. a few companies that are now selling virtual fashion as a completely sustainable option for influencers. So instead of buying clothes, you can uh, send them a photograph of you and then they'll 3D model and render fabric and cloth onto you off of an item that you purchase, very much like an NFT. Yeah. Um, and then with the metaverse, I think there's gonna be, my, my guess there's probably gonna be six main metaverses that people mm -hmm. spend a lot of their time in. And then hundreds of tiny ones. Yeah, almost like little rooms, little or little communities. Yeah, so like exactly like little communities. So I I actually think of Instagram as a metaverse right now that we spend a lot of time. 
it's yeah. a virtual space you know everyone's like a you know in this rectangular fashion this device and you know we're looking at digital likes and you know different assets in there you yeah. care about the nfts of the check mark on a profile all these kind of things like that's already a metaverse to me so is youtube so is TikTok. so is reddit so is so i always think of these as metaverses they're like you know virtual environments that we have communities in um but what i think is going to happen is you know when it comes to the ar and vr i think there's probably going to be my guess is about six of them six yeah. main metaverses that are like the like the big standards and there'll be rules and leg like legislation <laughs> and like censorship in those six main ones and then to combat that there'll be hundreds of other smaller metaverses that will have tight-knit niche communities that have different rules and standards for how they overlay content on the world around. Yeah. And to be fair, like anybody that's listening to this, it might be thinking, I haven't got a clue or I don't think this is going to happen. Just like you pointed out, this is already happening. We're living in these spaces through our phones. We share our, all our information through our, our social media. It's just the next step. It's just the technology evolving. And obviously with the pandemic and the way people connect these days now, we already are connecting virtually. We don't need to be in the same room in different countries and we're talking and maybe in the next five years, we'll say, look, I've got a property in a Decentraland and I'll give you the location. And then you'd, you'd meet me and you'd think you'd figure out before you come, you'd think, okay, what am I going to wear? And that you'd yeah. have your NFT clothing and you'll think I'm going to wear this t-shirt. And so, <laughs> and so that's it. And then, um, you might, and then along with or even like it's you still can have with NFTs, it gives you that because with digital scarcity, it gives you that exclusiveness. So you still can have luxury items that are going to be limited, like your trainers. So I can't I can't wait for Nike with crypto kicks and they bring when they bring out their project. Like mm -hmm. it's gonna open so many doors. Um and it is gonna be the future. And if you whether you like it or not, you're gonna be a part of it <laughs> or, right. or, or you you stay out of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what's going to happen. I mean, it's unfolding right now. I mean, for the for the skeptics that might be hearing this, you know, all I got to say to them is just wait. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk to me about um, is you obviously got a lot of interaction with? I seen that you had a interview with like Facebook headquarters the other day, and um, I'm sure you like in, in rubbing shoulders with a lot of these these uh, people within these high places or tech revolving around tech. Are they looking to NFTs? Are they talking about NFTs? yeah great question so um yes they are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i think they're still trying to find the proper way to integrate them but yeah um they they love 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 the concepts and the philosophy of nfts mm. because you know for them it actually helps their business model <laughs> so you know if people are finding value in virtual community and social um social currency then yeah. that's like completely aligned with a social media company's larger narrative. So um, there's a, I've, I had, I've had some like early access to um, a VR world that Facebook has built okay. um, called Horizon. And it's uh, Facebook Horizon. It's an attempt by Facebook. Uh, it's not open yet to the world, but it will be soon. Okay. And, and it, you know, I was talking about those metaverses and people making worlds and making something exclusive. Uh, in horizon you can do that you can code 
real games and experiences that are fully, you know, it works in the Oculus Quest. So you're in full okay. VR. Yeah. And you can travel and, and they have doorways that people can open that are portals that will teleport you from the lobby to yeah. different worlds that are built by the users. Okay. And you can put stuff in those worlds. It's like, it's kind of like Decentraland, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar, but if Decentraland was in VR and if it was less buggy. Okay. All right then. So, so then it's like, yeah. So that's like that's a real thing. I've been I've been playing in it so far a little bit, and you can three D model in the meta in there and put the sculptures up in your space. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. limited though. Not, okay. Not like, can't do. It's not like ZBrush. It's not like Cinema Four D or Blender. These really powerful three D programs to do yeah. stuff. Um, but they have a tool set of stuff and. And I've been to a few worlds. For example, one kid that was in there, I think he used his parents' account and he <laughs> built a samurai themed um, world where he made these large samurai structures that were like holding swords and they have different powers. If you touch the sword, it would change gravity for the whole um, world that the kid built. <laughs> and he showed me, he was showing me his little metaverse. He showed me like how he built it and he was just telling me about, you know, like where the structures are and it's beautiful. It was like a work. It was like kind of walking through an NFT, you know. Yeah. And I think um, you can, some of the rooms are private, some of yeah. them are public. So right there is that exclusivity bit. You know, I could imagine a situation where there's going to be a big event held in Facebook Horizon, and it's invite only, or you need a password. Yeah. And or we're just going to check your wallet and see if you have a certain token in there that yeah. everyone who's invited is given a token. Then you can enter this one of a kind virtual concert or experience. So, so yeah, Facebook's like, yeah, Facebook is very, very serious about it. They're like uh, uh, to a point where like they're designing the infrastructure and the tools for creators right now so that that can be a thing in VR. Um, that's their whole VR side. And then Facebook's AR side is also doing the same thing. Um, they just introduced uh, introduced connected lenses, so or connected uh, AR uh, filters, so that yeah. you can pass certain data from one AR person to another person's like filter. Okay. And it's kind of hard to explain that one. Now. <laughs> All right then. So it's it's okay. We won't if you if you can't explain it that well, then we we won't even get into that because. <laughs> Because you'll probably confuse me too. <laughs> but um, basically, long story short, Facebook are looking into NFTs and they're taking it seriously and they're putting the infrastructure in place to start doing these things. And, and it, another thing for NFTs, what it allows, I feel, is that it's, it's a creator's world. It, it, it's, I think there's going to be a shift in finance and the, the power is going to go to people that can create. Uh, where that hasn't, I mean, during when I grew up, and uh, so I'm, I mean, it's probably tell my age a little bit, but being a creator was like, okay, then you'd be a small part of the company, whereas the creators are creating the companies, these big companies now, and they, and they are the founders and people with your kind of skills. Um, there's not, I mean, you probably tell different, but it's hard to find people with experience and your kind of skills. Tell me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Is there lots of people out there like yourself uh, into this space, or would you say that it's is is rare? It's a little bit more rare because we've always been told that we were going to be starving artists our yeah. whole lives. 
Okay. And now the tables have turned. <laughs> Pretty much. And you can now make a living with art. And they're like, what? Hey, that's not the way this is supposed to work, you know? <laughs> Um, so, so um, what, tell me the next, okay, you, you talked a bit about digital fashion, uh, art. Um, what do you think is the next big thing in the NFT space? Um, in, in regards to an, an industry, uh, what, what, what industry do you feel that this is really going to disrupt? Or it could be something we've already spoke about. Sure. Um, I think one industry that's going to really disrupt, well, it, it is, you kind of already mentioned it, it, it yeah. is fashion. Yes. So, that, that one for me is very clear. It's like, uh, what I'm thinking is um, it's gonna be where you buy an NFT and that's proof of ownership of a virtual garment. That's yeah. something that you can wear on your face, body or something. And it has a beautiful art piece. You can put that art piece on display, but the person who also collects the art piece gets a scannable item, yeah. a QR code, an image that when they scan it with their device, they can wear the thing they collected through an AR filter like Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or mm -hmm. TikTok eventually. And so you'll be able to wear the garment that you purchased and you'll be able to take your own photos with it, model with it, you know, flex with it, and then yeah. share that to your social channels. So that, that I feel like that's going to be a pretty, a pretty easy next step because there's already a pretty wide use of filters um, and they're, and they're becoming very ubiquitous to social media. So I think, you know, if, if that keeps happening, people are going to want to stand out more than others. So they might want to have the Louis Vuitton garment that's only a you know part of Louis Louis Vuitton's virtual fashion week or something, where yeah. they're going to have like five filters that are, you know, only ten of them will exist and, and only ten people can wear them at a time or something like like yeah. that's going to happen. And but um, but I guess maybe more in the immediate is products. Um, I feel like are gonna be more virtual. Um, there was a conference that happened last, or not last week, the week before called um, the WWDC Worldwide Developer Conference for Apple. Okay. They announced a new augmented reality feature they're adding to Apple computers um, called object capture. And the thing is gonna let people um, take photos with their iPhone of objects mm -hmm. and it will create a perfectly replicated 3D model of that thing. And this is now a new feature that Mac computers are going to be able to have and iPhone users are going to be able to take the pictures. So um, I think in the end, Apple will be one of those big six metaverses that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. I think they'll be one of them because their level of infrastructure building right now is absurd. They're laying down like, if you think of like, you know, before New York City was New York City, it was just like a land mass by water. Yes. So I feel like what Apple's doing is like, is like preparing the soil, building all the electric connections, the power grid, the water management, the gas management, all that's being built into the land right now before New York City gets built. That's my metaphor for what Apple's doing with um, AR and metaverses. Wow. Okay. So they're really doing their groundwork. <laughs> they're really doing their groundwork in regards to planning. So how long do you think it's before uh, this starts to come to life into the into the mainstream into the mainstream would you say it's 10 years 20 years or how soon would you say i would say five for apple i mean like yeah next five years because they they're, they're making yeah reality kit's been around for like 
about four years and it's already, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. So mm-hmm. I don't think it will take them another four years to, to get this into the consumer hands. Um, yeah, I guess what, what will change it though is it, it really depends on once the, the cost of a headset comes down to about the yeah. cost of the phone. Yes. That's kind of what I'll use to, me- to, to measure how valuable the metaverses are going to be is when it's like that. I mean, because right now it's still not the best interface to be using your phone to like scan yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, that's fun for now, but that's not the, that's not ideal. Um, and then what we're doing right here, the computer is virtually, this is also close. People are, are pretty familiar with gaming, you know? So like they're behind PCs, they're behind TV screens or they're behind mobile devices. So I don't feel like it's that far of a stretch for, 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 for folks that are already familiar with game culture to get into metaverses. But to get like an accountant, you know, who's working in some legal company to get value out of the metaverse, like it needs to be so accessible and clear. Like yeah. you can't just be, because right now it's niche and hard to get into. So it's not taken off yet. Um, but every every month there's like a new update, you know, and as the space changes. So I got I'm I'm hopeful for it, but uh, but yeah, I would say about five years before this is a lot more. So okay, 2026. All right, chat about it. We'll see. Hopefully, I mean, like these are things that I'm excited about. I mean, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a bit pushed back from mainstream because people don't like change. Um, So as usual, people are going to be left behind, and some people are going to be early adopters, and they're the people who are going to going to flourish and make a, a living um out of it because I, ne- I never forget i mean you know you probably heard of second life yeah like yeah i, I mean i i remember they came i was working at an advertising agency many years ago and they came in and I never forget the half an hour um kind of pitch they they were talking about obviously what they were going to do and so on and, and i always thought is that people are going to have two careers one in the real world and as gaming you can be a very good footballer uh, like you got that first player or you can be a very good Formula One driver on, on you can be the Lewis Hamilton of the F1 of gaming and you're going to be very big in that world. But in, when you come out of that world into the real world, it's you're just a normal guy. Um, and that's yeah. an NFT that is kind of like allowing you to create an ecosystem within this game, in these in these games and in these worlds. So it's, it's already transferring and with crypto and everything going on, everything's built off community. So it's always going to work. Because it, crypto works well because it's communities, people believe in crypto coins or or crypto mm-hmm. currencies, sorry, or, or obviously things like NFTs. So um, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, um, and I'm glad that I had a conversation with you that kind of gave me a bit of a re- reality, as in like you're actually in the, in the space uh, within the tech side, actually talking to these guys, actually doing it. Uh, so it's, it is around the corner. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what I want to hear from yourself, uh, Don, is uh, coming, coming towards the end is just from an artist perspective, what advice would you give to people entering the space? I mean, I'm sure that there would have been things that you may have made mistakes, you may have not made mistakes. Um, what advice would you give to somebody entering the space? Do's and don'ts, let's start with the do's. Sure. So if you're trying to, so is it like to get into AR and NFTs? And um, not, not, not only so to AR, just, just into NFTs, just into NFTs in general. Um, whether it's just the beginning start stage, what advice would you give to somebody? Yeah, the uh, the advice I'd give for folks that are trying to get into NFTs right now 
is uh, is do something different than what you see out there because <laughs> there's a lot of similar stuff happening right now. Yeah. So, um, so so to give an example of my like something that like, very specific you could do is um, right now there seems to be a lot of value when someone has a physical art piece that you get in exchange for the digital art piece, which is kind of weird. That's like a, like a baby step, you know. It's like instead of going fully virtual, it's this virtual physical. Yeah. I think there's a lot of left with that right now. So if you're an artist uh, and you have physical things that you can make or print, um, I've noticed it's added a lot more value to collectors. If you're like, I will ship you the physical, physical. thing because you purchased it. And they're like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Like, even though it's <laughs> like, what? You know, but so that's one thing. Um, another one is try to work with people who own their likeness. If you're gonna collaborate with people. Um, I ran into some trouble. I uh, did some <laughs> did some projects with a, a large record label, okay. and uh, and I learned too late into the project that the artist I was working with did not actually own their likeness, and okay. this was a nightmare for me. So uh, what I mean by that is likeness. Um, a lot of contracts that you might that famous people sign uh, includes likeness. So they, their name, their face, their image, their sound their presentation becomes IP, intellectual property of a corporation yeah. when they sign. And uh, if you're going to collaborate with, a, you know, someone larger, um, just triple check that they own their likeness before you do this, because otherwise, when you go to collaborate, you're going to have to be splitting the collaboration with all the people that own them, not just you and the artist. Technically, was, did you do that out of being professional? Because if you technically, if you create, who created the NFT? Did you mint the NFT? Because far as far as I, my, my knowledge is that if you mint it, there isn't no, there is no copyrights or there isn't no um, anything like that in the NFT space at the moment. So right. how, how can people, how can they argue? Yeah, and that's a great point. So while I could technically make the NFT, um, it was her audio and my visuals. Yeah. So this was audio from the label. This audio was owned by a larger, a large corporation. Yes. So if I put the audio on and put the NFT out there without a permission, um, while there isn't any legal grounds within the NFT space, that does not stop them from going after me as a person. Okay. All right, then. So there's, there's like, technically, there's people are stealing all sorts of stuff. You know, people are not getting permission. They're like posting, you know, they're taking artwork from DC Comics or Marvel, and they're integrating it into their NFTs. I'm seeing it. Um, I, I'm just going to give all those folks that are doing that right now a big heads up, big warning. All the people doing that, they get success from it. When it catches up, when DC Comics and you know all you know, you know Pokemon, when they when they catch up to this metaverse, they're going to be coming after everybody who yeah. is on record using their IP without their permission. They're slow, but they're not dumb. They're going to come <laughs> after you. So right now you can get away with it, but since these NFTs are permanent things. I'm not in the space to recommend any artist getting in the space that you should be doing that. If, okay. if possible, you should try to own everything you're making or get specific written permission of everything you're integrating. Otherwise, when it catches up and say you're, you're doing fine, they're going to be like, all right, we're coming after all of your ERC 20 tokens where you minted without our permission. We're taking, you know, I don't like, I know no one has that right right now, but regulations, there will be regulations, won't there? There will be regulations in place. And yeah. Eventually, like I said, with anything, when the big corporate guys get involved, they will 
they would take a big chunk, they would control a big part of the space, even if it is decentralized. So it's it's good for like people like yourself to get in early, get your try and get your space and gain from this um being an early adopter. But yeah, I, I do believe that exactly what you're saying is they will come back and they will use what the, their powers to do what they need to do. They will. DC <laughs> made a letter. They, they wrote a letter recently um yeah. that they made public about yeah. the NFTs. All right. Um it was the most threatening, like passive aggressive, threatening letter I've ever written or ever heard from yeah. from them. And it was basically saying like, hey, we noticed people who really like our comics and have been doing lots of stuff with NFTs. Just to let you know, uh, do not do this. And if you continue to do this, like, like basically said, you have to email this person and get permission from this entity. And if you're not, you're 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 in, you're in trouble. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So um. Okay, so so that's the the the, the don'ts. Um, yeah. What 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 are the? Give me some positives. What are the do's? Uh, we just scared everybody now. We're oh, just scared of the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, um, what what's the do's? Yeah. So the do's um, do collaborate with people. It's uh it's NFTs work better in community. So um, this is a really really wonderful way to work with people. Um, do fundraise. So I found that, you know, donating a portion of, of your sales to a cause that is helpful for your community is a very productive use of new technologies. It helps it make it more gentle on society if a portion of this virtual economy is going back for good. Mm-hmm. Um, do um, put your passion and art, you know, behind it. What's cool is, you know, this is a space for you as an artist to express yourself without having a constraint of a client who's saying, this is what needs to be in this art piece. That is so freeing. So do express your creativity and your passion um, because it's, it's rewarding you for doing such. Um, I, another do is be honest. Be honest with um, with yourself. Be honest with your art. You don't have to make up a facade. You don't have to fake anything. Um, it, in terms of, uh, yeah, it, it works better if you're real. If you're a real person with, with a real artist, the real heart, um, your NFTs will sell because it's it's easy to see if someone's here for, for real or if they're here just to steal from the community. Yeah, I, I, I definitely second that one. What you just said about be be authentic, be open, uh, let people know what you're about, um, share your story. As I always say to creators that contact with me, share your story because people buy into people end of the day, and then they will buy you art once they understand you. They understand whether they're supporting you or not. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a good thing, and I think that everyone's rushing into this space and kind of just trying to make money, uh, which mm-hmm. is I understand. I mean, the opportunity is there, but there's a there's a way of doing things, isn't there? Yeah, I want to second what you said, Sean. Saying like you know, tell your story is so important because um, like that that's what's more authentic yeah, <laughs> than yeah, of course, yeah. your story. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, it, it's like that's your story. Like you should put it out there through your art forms. Tell your story collaborate, communicate, be open. And it's a really fun world. And it's just the beginning, yes. which is pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's true. It's very true. Lastly, last question I want to ask you, throwing out there, top of your head, what in what industry is the NFT going to disrupt the most that hasn't been touched yet? Just at the top of your head, what do you think is going to, is going to disrupt? It could be something quirky, mad out there. Like what? what is it? Tickets. Tickets. Okay, yeah. And 
I've, I've seen it. I have seen a few projects. I've seen a few projects like um, football teams. So, so I think you, from a soccer, you would call it. But I've got the mm. UK, we call it football. It's <laughs> <laughs> football. Mm. Um, you've got teams over here that are slowly introducing the NFTs into ticketing. But why do you think it's going to disrupt that so much? Yeah, because I think um, NFTs are just a fundamentally better way of keeping record of like a, a digital receipt. You know, a lot of receipts that you know are printed on paper, pretty wasteful, pretty dumb. And then, you know, people might want to collect it like a ticket to a movie they saw that was special to them and like their friends. Or they might want to, or they remember that game they went to, that soccer, uh, that football game that they went to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or they'll remember these things and they, people want to hold on to like a trinket, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, like a souvenir. Um, I think that the ticket industry in general or printing receipts, I think can all be turned into NFTs, like every receipt. And then if someone sees it's valuable, they're like, I want to own that game. I want to own the ticket that Sean had the first time he had an NFT game where he went to watch the football game and they gave the tickets as NFTs. Sean's selling it now on the metaverse. And I want to own it because like that was like a you know a slice of digital history. And I got it now. And then future Sean then has a metaverse where only people who've collected his uh <laughs> past receipts can enter into his discord channel that's now a physical space in the vr world <laughs> yeah that, that's that's what, what you just that last part you just touched on i think is is going to be so important i feel that especially that people i think like people who are proper fans let's imagine like musicians that if you create a musician's first nft and then that 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 guy goes on to be the next big thing and then he says if you if for the first hundred nfts i sold if you got access to this you get to come here with me or whatever. I'm like, it's gonna it's gonna change the way we engage with everything, everything like celebrities and everything. Like, I think I'm excited that when I start talking about them things and you mentioned things, I'm just I can't wait for it to happen or people to actually experience that. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, it's happen. It's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. I just, just I'll end with the big six metaverses. We got. Yeah. I think it's Apple, Google, Facebook. Amazon, and then um, one one of the Chinese ones. Uh, uh, it, oh, it might be TikTok. Maybe, wow! Maybe. So you so you didn't even mention um, Decentraland, uh, Sandbox, any any of them guys that are now. You wouldn't say any of them are going to be the biggest ones. Well, it's just that right now they're so niche. Like only only the only crypto the rare few of crypto artists understand those spaces. Yes. So I think they're either going to get like the developers of those are going to jump on projects. Like I feel like Facebook would hire people from from Decentraland yes. or CryptoVoxels to help build out their metaverses or they'll buy it. You know what I mean? They'll say yeah, they yeah, want pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that'll probably be it. You're probably right. They'll just buy it. <laughs> they'll just buy it. That's what, like that's kind of what Apple's done with every new technology. Like Siri was yeah. not made by Apple. Yes. Okay. They just bought a company that made that. And then they're like, oh, it's Apple. Yes. Okay. So it's like, so while, so I don't think they're going to go away. The technology is not going to go away, but I think the brand, the label that we recognize that's behind it might change. I mean, I would love if the, if the little guy would, I would think they're, I think they're in the long run. I think they're going to turn into one of the hundred little guys. Okay. All right then. Which is kind of depressing to say, I don't want to end on that note, but it's (laughs) kind of like, that totally, that totally defeats the purpose of decentral culture, you know? decentralized power this is like i'm literally saying that i think six central powers are going to own the decentral world 
I think I think you're right in regards to saying that because the end of the day is that they have the audience, the the the, the attention, they have the influence because they've got it right now, and they're they're gonna they're gonna be able to just transfer their audience into them spaces. Whereas these guys that are doing it now, um, just trying to reach out to everybody that they can, but it, like it is kind of a niche. Like me and you understand it and so on, but with the the mainstream connect, we don't know. Um, so it, it does make sense. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Hopefully it isn't the case. Um, yeah, they thrive, you know, or yeah. are untouchable by, yeah. you know, bigger powers that are greedy. You know, it might be nice if, I mean, that's why I think, I think they got a good five years ahead yeah. before that happens. I think those yeah. are still going to be big, important places for the next five years. And then after that, I think it might shift. The power might shift a little bit again. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, thank you for your time uh, today. I know, I know we had a few issues with the internet and whatnot, but we, we managed to get a, a good conversation. So I, I appreciate the time you spent and the value that you've offered. And like I said, I haven't had a guest like yourself as yet um, in regards to explaining tech and the amazing things that can happen. So I hope the audience of it has enjoyed it. I mean, where can everybody follow yourself? Because what we haven't mentioned, just to mention it, that you are an educator. I mean, I've been on your lives. You spend an hour or maybe a couple hours on there explaining something that I've, <laughs> instead of going to YouTube, you're actually there answering the questions as we, as you go along and changing things, which I think is amazing. That's your contribution to the space. Um, so yeah, where, explain where, where can they find you? The best place to reach out to yourself. Yeah. The best place is probably through Instagram. That's where I'm most uh, responsive. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then that Instagram account is um, Don Allen. I, 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 so, okay. So D O N. A L L E N I I I. And that's the that's probably the best spot um, to reach out. Okay, well, I'll definitely put that in the links below. Um, like, I, like I said, look forward. We'll definitely have to connect again, have some further conversations as things evolve. Uh, probably yeah. you're, gonna be, you're gonna be you're very into tech, so you probably update me on a few things. But yeah, thanks again for coming on. Everyone, stay listening, stay blessed.